You're listening to the Set Life Podcast with Reed Petre. The only weekday show dedicated to news, tech, tips, and techniques on all things cinematography. Welcome to the Set Life Podcast. I am Reed, and today we are talking about interactive LED lighting technology um, that is being used in films and why they why they are doing that. Um, so some notable examples of this kind of technology in use uh, would be like Gravity um, with uh, Emmanuel Lebesky, AS... ASC, AMC, uh, that was 2013. They used that for a lot of the space, um, floating through space type stuff. Um, interactive lighting, basically using LED walls of video content to be played out on a massive scale, uh, you know, 12 by 12 foot. And they would um, play video content on there and it would be reflected in the visor and their eyes and the suit that kind of gave it a very realistic uh, lighting. Um, another example would be Oblivion 2013, and that is uh, Claudia Miranda, ASC. Um, that is for, if you've seen the movie, when they're on the base kind of pinnacle thing, they would actually surround that entire uh, floating fortress, not a fortress, but the floating house with LED walls so that you actually had uh, the um, sky in there. Um, Rogue One, another big film that used it, Greg Frazier, ASCACS, uh, he would use that for um, a Millennium Falcon cockpit footage uh where they would do the um classic uh hyperdrive and they would actually have the the images pumped onto the the wall the led wall again giving a lot of the effects on actors on the materials the windows the glass the surfaces anything that kind of would show the reflection nature of it um would would have that uh be a part of the image um a couple more deep water horizons that is uh and enrico chidiak asc well i butchered that name i'm very sorry but they use that for a lot of the uh, fire effects so if they wanted um to have the effect of fire on people's faces or in the background, um, but didn't actually uh, want the physical fire, they would use that. Um, and uh, they were also saying too that uh, that the oil fire is very much a different color than the special effects uh, fire bar or um, 
methods that they would use. So having the ability to actually put the real type of fire on the screens and have that interact with the environment and with the actors that made it that much more realistic. Uh, and then the biggest, I think, uh, example of this kind of technology came from this month's uh, ASC magazine, uh, the the January magazine, uh, and that was The Mandalorian. Um, and that is uh, Barry... Idolin and uh, Greg Frazier, uh, and they used extensive, massive interactive LED uh, lighting. They called it the Hive uh, or the Dome, either one, where they would actually like have their sound stage, and they would cover the entire sound stage in this LED uh, virtual lighting technology, and essentially they would only have a couple of sound stages and change the images on in the LED dome to fit whatever environment that they were going to be in. So whether that's uh, a cold, freezing planet or a desert planet, you know, and they would be able to change that on the fly and essentially just shoot it like they're in that environment. Um, very powerful stuff. Uh, so let's talk about, so that was some examples of when it was used, but why do people use it, right? So why do cinematographers, directors production use this interactive LED technology? Um, I think one uh, one thing I have is that the actors get a more visceral um, experience while they're filming. So they're not just looking at green screen. They're not just looking at um, some LED lights that are flickering some colors with, with uh, looking into this void of production they're actually experiencing what it is um what it's actually going to be uh, almost like a simulator right so you can imagine being in the millennium falcon and hitting the hyperdrive and seeing the actual images of the hyperdrive in front of you uh, it just gives you that much more of a of a authentic experience on set that uh the actors can then use for their abilities their acting abilities uh, second thing is that you have less VFX post-production to do. Um, and so that saves money. Um, it saves time and post. You know, if you can get these effects um, and not use a green screen, but actually have the images that you're going to be using in the background, then there's not really any need for rotoscoping, compositing, doing all the VFX, uh, and then doing all the VFX work VFX work that has to come from using a green screen, like taking out green spill, um, you know, creating the effects of the the window and all the reflections. And I mean, all that stuff is just, it, you know, it takes a lot of time, a lot of money. Uh, and you, if you can get that on set and don't have to deal with that, that is awesome. Uh, the third thing is that um, production knows what's in and out of frame while they're shooting it. So a big struggle with shooting LED or uh, excuse me, um, green screen is that the production really can only have a, um, a sketch of what's in frame, what they're, you know, so how they're framing the camera, how they're moving the camera, what's in shot is kind of vague. It's, it's, sketched out maybe or it's you know they've got some like previs stuff on set but it's pretty um it's just not it's just not easy to frame and 
create a production that's entirely green screen, right? But when you're dealing with this interactive LED technology, especially if it's in the background and you're using it for framing, um, you've got it there. So you can know exactly what's in and out of frame. Um, take the Mandalorian, for example. They were, they knew exactly what the framing was going to be, how the lighting was going to be, what was in the background um, on set there while they were filming it. And they were making those creative decisions with that in mind. Whereas if everything was just surrounded by green screen, it's like, okay, well, we only have the foreground to focus on. But, you know, you don't just, you can't take any of the VFX, any of the background into effect when you're doing that. Uh and then, like I talked about uh, before, the having the interactive and realistic lighting effects on surfaces and actors is another huge uh, part of this whole thing. Um, so uh, not having to make gags for everything, but actually having the LED walls create the lighting for you. Um, and that, again, saves you a lot of... Uh, a lot of time creating gags or creating special lights to set up for it. Um, and lastly, uh, you know, it's the ability to change and manipulate uh, scenes and the LED content on the fly. So again, like an example of the Mandalorian where they could create, they could in the same space switch to another time of day, switch to another scene entirely um, on the fly. It is, you know, that's where um, the investment of putting all the LED technology, all the walls, all the infrastructure in really pays off because you can shoot three locations in one day um, and not have a company move, right? So same thing with uh, maybe gravity when you've got the interactive lighting and there, you know, Sandra Bullock swirling around in her suit and you've got the LED interactive wall that's changing colors and light values and so you know you can just uh, change it to whatever scene and manipulate it on the fly uh, yeah so that is it for today um, interactive LED lighting uh, on productions I'm sure that uh, as this stuff gets more accessible and cheaper uh, it's just going to be a commonplace you know and it's you know and I can almost see um, green screen only being used in maybe certain specific cases but having this technology kind of uh, take over for that so that you've got productions that uh, reap all the benefits of an LED uh, wall or an LED interactive in an interactive LED um, kind of situation like that. So that is it for today. Uh, sorry it did go a little long, um, but uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening. Have questions? Email the setlife podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get this podcast.